woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. All right, welcome to episode five of The Believeland Pod, your source for the latest news and opinions on the Cleveland Browns. I am your host, Jared. I am joined weekly by Char and JB. Go Brownies. So over the weekend, our Browns finally had that offensive explosion. We were looking for defeating the 2-8 and eight Miami Dolphins, 41-24. Dolphins are now 2-9. and nine. Our Browns have now won three straight and are sitting at 5-6, and six, currently 10th in the playoff standings. We just have to pass Tennessee, Indianapolis, Oakland, and Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs. The Browns came out hot this week, 28-0, um, handled business amid all the distractions. They did what they were supposed to do, which we had to be impressed with. I know it's the Dolphins, but our Browns looked great. Um, the first drive, they came out firing. It's now three straight weeks with an opening drive touchdown. Baker was awesome. Nick Chubb was awesome. Jarvis shined in his revenge game. Odell finally broke that touchdown drought, and Kareem got his first touchdown as a Cleveland Brown. And we all know Joe Schobert was great again, a AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Just a really great performance by him yet again, back-to-back -back games with two interceptions. Chad Thomas really stepped up for Miles Garrett, actually graded as our highest player on defense by pro football focus for the Browns, and he was number two in the NFL as an edge defender behind Khalil Mack. The Browns were truly impressive from start to finish. The offense did stall out a little bit in the third quarter, and we did get outscored 13-0, to zero, but they came back in the fourth, and they put it away even more. A great win for the Browns. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. JB, what are your takeaways from this impressive win by the Cleveland Browns? And to clarify real quick, we actually did get outscored 14-0 in the third quarter, not 13-0. But anyways, what are your takeaways, JB? Yeah, the team really came out firing in all cylinders. Uh, the last game against the Dolphins, they came out, like you said, scored 28 or 21 in a row, 28, 28 yeah. unanswered. It was really the most complete game that we've seen from this team other than Baltimore, maybe. And people are going to say, yeah, it's the Dolphins, but you can only play who's ahead of you on the schedule. We, we got our hard games out of the way early in the year, so this is what we have left. We just have to come out and do what we're supposed to. All the stars were looking great. Baker was great. Nick, Kareem, Jarvis, Odell. Defensive side of the ball, Randall did his thing. Six tackles, Chad Thomas, Sheldon Richardson, and, of course, Joe Schobert. Defense is stout, looking great. Um, excited for the things to come in the future. Yeah, and going back to it was the Dolphins, it's not too long ago when people would see us on the schedule like, oh, it's just the Browns, it's no good win. It's, I mean, it's something to be said that we are just considered, like we're supposed to blow teams out now when we play bad teams. So I think that just shows the progression and that we are getting better. So I think that's a good takeaway as well. Um, Char, what are your takeaways from this win? I also, just on commenting on the Dolphins' strength themselves, I feel like the Dolphins aren't even the worst team anymore. There's five or six teams I feel like they're easily better than right now. And But the Browns, I was very impressed by. They came out, scored on the opening drive again for the third game in a row, then kept the offense firing, raced out to that four-touchdown lead, really didn't give them a breath of life even when they had the laps in the third quarter. It was kind of just laying off the gas, but they never seriously got frisky and got back into it. It was just an overall impressive all-around performance by the Browns. And obviously we got to see Jarvis and Odell, look like peak Jarvis and Odell. It was nice to see. This is what we had been fantasizing about all preseason. Yeah, we looked great. I mean, speaking of Jarvis, 10 catches for 148 yards and two touchdowns, that is a heck of a game for anybody in the NFL. That's like a top-tier performance. And against his former team, that's got to feel great for him. He is perfect for our team. He's an excellent leader, and he really is a superstar. He was so fun to watch. 
and JB brought up Sheldon Richardson. We bumped him out to the edge. First of all, it's a big boy put on the edge, but he had two sacks and a forced fumble. And then after the game, his quote about wanting to play Rudolph because we all saw last game was awesome. It's too bad we're not going to get to see that, but at least we get to duck on a little bit. So hopefully he can get a few hits on him. Um, the Browns were great. I thought the red zone was better, four for five, missed a field goal. It's, I mean, it's just impossible to kick in that dog pound end zone. Only seven penalties for the team for 70 yards. Once again, controlled time possession, 36 minutes to their 24. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. Other than that third quarter, you cut that out, and it's a really, really just complete game that we just dominate from start to finish. Um, but I do have concerns that we just continue to struggle out of halftime anymore. I mean, the last few weeks, even on this little win, mini win streak we put together, the third quarter has been pretty brutal. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, JB, you have any thoughts on that, how we just continue to struggle out of half? Yeah, I think the X's and O's are fine. I think uh, the guy's coming out just a little bit flat, and I know uh, it's hard to do when you take a break like that uh, and then come back to get warmed up and play again. But these guys are doing it. I mean, they've been doing this every time they've played football. There's been that halftime break, quarter break, so they should be used to it. I, I, I don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe I, My thought was maybe because it's the Dolphins, but we did it last week in our biggest rivalry, really, against Pittsburgh as well. So I don't know what it is. Hope we can figure that out. I know everybody that listens to this is going to come at me and say it's Freddie. I understand that you're just default for everything. Um, you know, somebody trips over a line, fire Freddie. I don't understand. Um, you have any takeaways from it, Char? I think I think this is one that does fall on Freddie a little bit more, being at halftime when they don't come out with a, less of a fire under their ass. Like pregame, he's getting better, calling plays with the script. They do great. The offense is opening up. But, I mean, there's a certain level, like, the great coaches, they don't do this. I think he's a tier below that. I'm still satisfied with him overall. But that is something I'd like to see him improve on. He's still green, but it's definitely, it's not his strength. It's, and at this point, it's a weakness. It might come to bite us against teams with more potent offenses. Yeah, my, I understand people would somewhat put it on Freddie. Same time, they are professionals, so I think they need to motivate themselves sometime. Speaking of professionals, the true definition of a professional, Nick Chubb had 21 carries for 106 yards, five yards a carry, one touchdown, three receptions for 58 yards for a total of 164 yards. He is now only like seven yards behind the rushing leader in the NFL, so he might win that rushing crown this year, and that'd be awesome. So we all need to get him in the Pro Bowl. Got to get Joe Schober in the Pro Bowl. Just get them all in the Pro Bowl. I will tweet a link to that, and you can filter it by team. You can put the Browns in each position and put our players first. Get those get those guys in the Pro Bowl. They deserve it. Um, Nick Chubb and Joe Schober have been awesome this year. Just definition of class and just being a professional, and they really need to get in. So make sure you vote for them. Uh, but going back to the game, I mean, Baker, the Browns, just keep improving and winning. And it's kind of funny because now the media is quiet. Rex Ryan's saying he's underrated now versus being overrated as hell. So that's that's pretty funny. But if we do lose a game, you know that they are going to erupt. But anyways, Baker, his confidence is back. He's throwing beautiful ball. He did throw one interception last week. It's first turnover in a couple weeks. Um, it was a little behind Odell. Still could have been argued to be caught. It was a little behind, but he's 24-34, 327 yards, three touchdowns. What a, that's a great showing. Um, what do we think about Baker's improvement thus far, Char? Um, loving what I'm seeing. Loving having things get opened up for Odell, him getting the score, and him and Jarvis scoring in the same game. It was a great, great to see. And then Jar Jarvis actually, uh, I saw a fun fact about 
he's the first Brown to score in four straight games since Kevin Johnson did it in 2001, receiving touchdowns, that is. That duo should be more lethal than it was. I mean, this was the first time they've scored in the same game. Odell's first, I mean, in his drought, hasn't scored since, I think, the Jets game on that house call. Um, so that's that's awesome to see. I was actually in the dog pound with my girlfriend for that game, and Odell caught that right in front of us, and it was awesome um, just to see them and then all celebrate and just do the bop together. It was pretty sweet. Um, so what do you think about Baker, Nick Chubb, Jarvis, and Odell, JV? Well, I'll keep it short on Baker because I know we talk about this just about every week, but he's looking comfortable, great footwork. He's making quick and decisive throws, and he's attacking all levels now with the addition of that play-action pass, which opens up you know, all three levels of the field. He's hitting it deep, middle, and short to his running backs. Um, you know, that's really all I have to say about him. He's making, he's taking care of the ball, minus that one interception, but, uh, you know, you play in the NFL, that's going to happen. He's just making good decisions, and he's just, just, he's distributing it to everybody, which is nice to see. He's not, you know, I know Jarvis had a monster game, but he's not, like, favoring one receiver over the other too much, which I think helps their confidence, and it also keeps the defense guessing. Yeah, to be fair, we all knew they were probably going to favor Jarvis in this one since it was the revenge game. And we do talk about Baker every week, and if that does get old to you guys, sorry, but it's going to happen. That's the man. That's our guy. It's, this is, it's the Bake Show, pretty much. We're going to be talking about him all the time. Um, and he looked great. And like uh, JV said, he was getting a lot more comfortable. Play action's looking great. I mean, you have to respect it with our awesome backfield. And we just keep getting better and better. Um, so I just want to clarify something, too. We brought up last week that the NFL would have to put a number of games on mile suspension due to the collective bargaining agreement, and apparently they're not following that. Um, we did get that information from an NFL Network analyst, one of their top analysts, and I guess they're just not going by that. Just to clear that up, just because I know now we look kind of silly from the last podcast. So just want to get that all in the clear. Um, that was Apparently that is the wording in the collective bargaining agreement. Um, it's unfortunate that we won't know when Miles is going to come back, but we have heard that they don't want him to miss any games in 2020, but obviously he'll still have to meet with the NFL to get reinstated. Just to hop into a lighter note, um, we're going to do our games of the week picks now. We're going to start with the three Thanksgiving games. So the first game up will be the Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions and pretty much the shit show of Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll hop over to JB, who you got in that game? Uh, I hate both of these teams. I, the Lions are lucky. This is like their tradition. But a Matt Staffordless Lions, that's disgusting. I don't know what else to say about them. So I'm gonna go with the Bears here, even though they're god awful as well. It's, you know, pick your poison here. I'm going with the Bears. Which one is more disgusting, a uh, Matthew Staffordless Lions or a Trubisky-filled Bears? Just about equally gross. This, both bad. This both is the bad. tradition, but pregame for Thanksgiving until we get to the good action. Yeah, this one is bad. Um, what's the line on this game? Does anybody know? We're up to four and a half for the Bears. Four and and you took the Bears? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So who do you like in this game, Char? In this game, Driscoll has inspired no confidence. They made the Redskins look competent in stretches. The Bears look like they're maybe mitigating the liability that is Trubisky. I think they can, uh, I think the Bears, Dot Bears take care of business here. And I mean, yeah, it's an early game. 
you probably really don't need to watch it for those of you that want to go out the night before feel free to have an extra drink no rush to get up early and fill yourself with dinner get the politics out of way early and catch that bills cowboys game it's much more interesting all right, so we'll have a consensus in the first game. I'll go Chicago, too. I don't love it because I really have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I think it's just going to be a complete disaster. That might be my early nap time. I'm not sure. Um, so we'll go to game two. Char already hinted at it. Bill's Mafia taking on Jerry's Dallas Cowboys. This one will be an interesting. That's a pretty good defense, but it's been a little lackluster on the road. Dallas's offense also lackluster at times. So this should be a pretty good game, actually. The Bills just seem to never be able to beat Dallas, though. But anyways, who do you like in this one, Char? All right, in this game, as is tradition, going with the holiday in the 90s, I think the Cowboys bounce back and take care of business here. Jason, there's reports Jerry Jones was saying he was not pleased with Jason Garrett after their last game against the Patriots. I think he's going to kind of have a statement game, save his job. I think they win and cover a touchdown spread yeah to be fair Jerry does like to say that after every loss he always puts his job on the lines it's kind of crazy because he's almost been there for a decade now I don't know how he's had his job that long um but yeah who do you like in this one JB yeah I think this is going to be an ugly defensive struggle both offenses are going to just kind of be out there to be out there not really doing anything productive and we're just going to wait till the clock ticks down to zero and I think the Cowboys are going to win because they're used to this sort of thing. They play every year on Thanksgiving, which is the theme of both of my picks so far. Uh, I just think the Bills are going to be out of rhythm, not quite used to everything that's going on, and that's going to work in the Cowboys' favor. I will also take the Cowboys. I think Zeke is going to run wild on that on that defense, honestly. Um, I just think this is a game where he's really going to break out, and I think Dallas will roll on this one and secure the W. And Jason Garrett will live to see another day. Um, so game three on Thanksgiving, the New Orleans Saints travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons in the Dome. Who do you like in this one, JB? Yeah, I was uh, betting-wise, I was kind of mad at the Falcons, not at the start of the year because they were bad, but just a few weeks ago because they were just shocking people and winning, which was just throwing me off very bad on my parlays. But, you know, I think, they're, I think they're pretenders still, and the Saints are actually the real deal, so they're going to they're gonna walk through this with ease. Yeah, Atlanta's just been stealing everybody's money. Everybody bet on them early. They sucked. Now everybody's betting against them, and they're winning games that they shouldn't. Pretty weird, but uh, I'm with you. I think New Orleans will probably, probably blast them in their home stadium on Thanksgiving. Well, uh, what do you think, Char? Um, this game, I actually think Atlanta comes with some offense here because the Saints D's looked very vulnerable lately. The Saints team may be not quite as good as it was they peaked too early in the season. They seem to, and the Falcons seem to be getting stuff together. Lots of points. I can tell you one thing, I definitely like the over here, but I think the Falcons in Atlanta can get this win. All right, so that's the first game we're actually split on. Um, we do have one more NFL game for you because we couldn't just pass this one up. It's the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I don't know how that's a 1 o'clock game. That really, that really sucks. At the same time we play since we got flexed into that 1 o'clock game as well. I think it'll be awesome to see that athletic defensive front take on Lamar and Mark Ingram. That should be a very fun game. Char, who do you like in that matchup? 
All right, so that matchup, yeah, we got basically the most dominant. After our MVP discussion, I mean, his performance Monday night, he seems like he might run away with this one. But then the Niners defense on Sunday night made Aaron Rodgers look like an amateur. It was like his worst game as a pro. He barely had 100 yards, completed less than 50% of his passes. Like, these teams look like they're on a collision course for the Super Bowl. I've been, is it uh? Is it in Baltimore? Yep, in Baltimore. But I've been, I've doubted San Francisco, but I mean, that great defense, on paper they should have the offense. I know Baltimore's defense has been playing better, but I'm still not totally sold on it. I am sold all the way on Lamar. So I think San Francisco wins this game. They at least contain Lamar. The Ravens just feel like they're, they feel a little too trendy right now. I feel like they're due for some regression. All right, so we got one pick for Baltimore. JB, who are you taking? No, I'm San Francisco. You're San Francisco? San Francisco, right, yeah. Who are you taking, JB? Well, we got the brick wall here that it's that is the 49ers D-line against the wrecking ball that is the Ravens run game. Um, I'm not – if the 49ers get out to a lead, I'm not sure the, the style that the Ravens play at is you know, conducive for them making a comeback. But I don't think that'll happen. I think the Ravens will jump out because the Niners haven't quite seen anything like what the Ravens are doing with their run game. And I'm not sold on Jimmy G. I don't. I just don't think he's going to get the job done. But like Char said, I am sold on Lamar and what he can do as a quarterback and as a runner. And I think the Ravens are going to win. I'm going to side with JB. I'm taking Baltimore. I've been back and forth all day. But I just, I don't know, Lamar's legit. And they haven't punted. They've punted twice in like the last three weeks, and both those drives, RG3 was at quarterback. So that's, that's insane. That offense is so lethal. And I know they contained Rodgers, but, I mean, he's kind of old and slow. Lamar's pretty damn fast, and you kind of have to just pick who you're going to stop, Lamar or Ingram. One of them's going to run wild, so I'll take Baltimore on that one. And then I do have two college games for us as well for rivalry week. We're going to start with JV on this first one. We have Ohio State traveling to Michigan in the rivalry that has been pretty dominated by the Buckeyes recently. Who are you taking in that one, JB? Well, this is certainly a shock. I didn't think we would be picking these games here. Um, Ohio State's good, man. Michigan's been playing well. But uh, there's been some Michigan hype lately. I... I just don't see it. It's the popular pick. I think the last, what is it, seven in a row now going for eight. Who knows? Too many to count. Yeah, just screw it. Ohio State. All right, so we have one for Ohio State. Char, who do you like in that matchup? Keep it simple, stupid. Ohio State's looked like by far the best team this year, especially in the Big Ten. I do not see them losing at any point, maybe barring LSU this season's the only team that seems like they could play on the same field as them at this point. I am very intrigued to see this game. Um, it's probably the best defense Ohio State's seen this far, right? I would think. I yeah, hope so. Yeah, yeah I, I would think so. It's gonna be. I mean, people. I mean, Ohio State has just been dominating lately. It's like Michigan has to win one eventually, right? That being said, I'm still not gonna pick them because like Harbaugh is a garbage can, and he just he can't beat Ohio State. So I'm gonna take the Buckeyes as well. We'll go with the consensus. Um, <laughs> and then the last game we have one more college game. Uh, the Iron Bowl, Alabama going to Auburn. Um, obviously, Tua is out for the year with his hip, so Mac Jones is filling in. 
Um, so they got a little weasel back there behind center. So who do you guys like in this game? We'll start with you, Char. No, this game actually, it's at Auburn this year. It is at Auburn. I think Auburn's looked, they played LSU better than anyone. I think it was, was it a 10-point game? Uh, I don't yeah, I don't remember that. I think it was yes, tight. They, they, they kept it competitive the whole time. Bama, Bama did as well, but Bama with the backup quarterback on the road, new start, and there's going to be a segment of that Bama fan base that's going to think anything perfect is a lost season. I think they maybe look past this game a little bit. I like Auburn as the underdogs here. War Eagle. All right, we have one for Auburn. JB, who do you like? I think we're really going to see what Bo Nix is made of here. The, the freshman first Iron Bowl, see how he responds to the pressure. The legacy. The legacy. Um, Bama is on their backup quarterback, but I still think I think Bo Nix flinches. I think the moment's I, too big for him. He I, is. Oh, I, I bet under heavily in this game. He has been very suspect in big games. I mean, he had that one awesome drive against Oregon, but other than that, his numbers were awful. And Bama's Bama. They're going to go out and give you their best game every time, no matter what. It's just up to you if you can top it or not. And I, they're not going to do it. Roll Tide. All right, so we're split. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty torn. I actually had Auburn circling on my sheet, but I'm actually going to take Alabama just because I just thought about Nick Saban versus Gus Malzahn. That's that's really all I got to say. I think the Tide wins as well. Um, and they're, just, they're probably going to sneak into that playoff somehow too, which I – Oh, that would if, disgust me. If Tua was still playing, I'd be all for it because then I think they are one of the best four teams in college football. Without Tua, I, I'll take somebody else in there this year. Um, but now we'll hop back to our Brownies. Um, Pittsburgh Part 2 this weekend is going to be ugly, nasty, everything we want. A game that actually means something in late November in this matchup. Uh, they'll be traveling to Heinz Field where they haven't won since 2003, have lost the last 15 and the Browns haven't swept a season series over Pittsburgh since 1988. That is pretty um, That's pretty embarrassing. They are favored. It was one. I think it's two now. So hopefully that. Hopefully Vegas knows what they're talking about. Um, we still heard that Ducks at quarterback. That's probably a smart move by the Steelers since Mason sucks, and it's everything that happened last matchup. We're not sure about Juju or James Conner yet, so that would be interesting to see what happens with those two. What are you thinking about this matchup coming into the weekend, JB? Yeah, obviously things are probably going to get a little testy at first. Uh, the teams are going to feel each other out. There will probably be, you know, one or two penalties at the start of the game. Just oh yeah, oh yeah, setting the tone. Yeah, but yeah, it's, you know they're going to meet at midfield in pregame too. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I think it's important here that. Uh, Everybody on the Browns keeps their emotions in check and realizes that it, right now you're fighting for your playoff life and it's all about the team right now. Don't go out there with any individual agendas trying to you know, get some revenge for Miles or whatever. Keep your emotions in check. The Steelers are not going to beat us uh, with their current offense. we got to come out early, get a lead, and take care of the ball from there. Because We allowed seven yards in the first quarter against Miami last week. The Steelers have nothing better on offense right now. Get the lead. Don't turn the ball over. Milk the clock. Do whatever. You're going to come out with a win. Yeah, we limit turnovers and penalties. We win. It's as simple as that. That offense is bad. The win, like When they were winning games, they relied on their defense to score like two touchdowns a game. That's not very common. We've really been keep, We've been taking care of the ball really well lately, so hopefully they can keep doing that. 
Um, what do you think about this matchup going into the weekend, Char? This, and not only is this a rivalry game, this directly has playoff stakes. We have Pittsburgh in the sixth spot right now at six and five. Cleveland would obviously then go to six and six. Pittsburgh would go fall to six and six. Cleveland would have a 2 0 head to head tiebreaker. So that's one team potentially out of the way that we control our destiny to pass in this playoff race. We've looked better lately. This, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this rivalry game, but rivalry's back. But I want, yeah, I want to make sure we keep our composure here. I'm hoping this will be like, this will be a gut check game for the Browns and the media because you know they are going to be like vultures all over this game, ready to pounce if they make any mistakes or anything that can be construed as a mistake. So it's, it's a matchup I'm really looking forward to seeing because I think it will tell us a lot about the Brownies for the rest of this season. Yeah, this game is win or go home for both teams. I mean, if you lose, you're almost pretty much out of the race. I mean, you have a very small margin of leeway. A lot of other things have to happen um, to help that team out. If they don't have James Conner, um, I mean, I don't think that really hurts them too much because they have Benny Snell football going on, Ohio native, um, legend at Kentucky. He was great, but if they do have Juju, that worries me a little bit because he's still a playmaker, and when Duck played, he had a ton of yards in a couple games just on those little quick hitters, and if you get Juju on a quick hitter in space, he can go off to the races, um, but obviously our cornerbacks are very good. So, um, I think we're neither of us, none of us are worried about their offense, though, right? I mean, we just have to take care of our own business. I, I think, yeah, if we take care of a ball, we should be good, although Duck has looked better than Mason Rudolph in sample size. I mean... That's well, yeah, not much I mean, of a compliment, yeah, but I mean, I, I he, he actually looked good in that Chargers game. Yeah, that's. I think that's the game he had a ton of yards, but if you looked at it, like, none of his attempts were, like, anything. Yeah. They're all sold. There's under routes and just hit. I mean, that's why I don't want Juju to play, honestly. No, it's definitely not their offense that's going to hurt us. In fact, it's probably what's going to help us. Uh, Duck can get a few more yards than what Rudolph would get, but Joe Schobert and our defense, I want to talk about Schobert for just a second. He has a chance to do something. I don't know if it's been done in history. I know that right now he is the sixth linebacker in NFL history with multiple interceptions in consecutive games. And he's playing the Steelers again, so he has a chance to make it three in a row. And I, I'm not sure the numbers on that, but I'd assume he's probably one of the only ones. I would also assume that. And like the last guy to do it, it's been a while. It was like the early 2000s, I think. Um, so I hope he does. I love Joe Schobert and how he's playing especially when they brought in the two young linebackers, and I think people thought we were going to get rid of him. But now you got to pay him, and you got to keep him. Um, another n- more news to bring up is Greg Robinson. Greg, Greg Robinson was put in concussion protocol today. He's been awesome since he got benched um, for the New England game. So that really that sucks if he's not ready to go, and it is worrisome because it is Wednesday when we're recording this, and that's when the news came out. But also, to be fair, this is the team's first day back at the facilities. So hopefully he's like on the end of this and he can come back because he really has been good so let's hope that we have Greg for this game um, if not we just gotta gotta take care of the ball protect Baker as well as we can and hopefully we can handle Pittsburgh and just get into better uh, playoff position so let's make our predictions for this game I'll start with you JB what do you think the final score will be uh, what do you think the story storyline will be and who's your game MVP it is going to be 31 to 13 Browns Baker's going to have a similar day to what he had against the Dolphins. I don't know if he'll throw it for as many touchdowns. I think uh, Chubb's going to be the one doing most of the scoring, probably Kareem as well. Our defense, I think 
they'll probably give up one one or two big plays, which is how the Steelers will probably score. They're going to kick a lot of field goals with uh, two field goals, one touchdown is what I'm thinking here. Uh, the touchdown's going to be a fluke. And, you know, I like I said earlier, just take care of the ball. Don't give them any second chances, and it's, it's going to be fine. Uh, for MVP, uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, all right, I like that pick. You said 31-13 Brownies. Mm-hmm. All right, Char, what's your prediction? All right, Brownies offense really clicking lately. The Steelers' defense has looked a little less elite, maybe partly due to us. But uh, I think Cleveland comes out in the first half firing on all cylinders. I think they I think they take 21 at least into the locker room. And then I think they will come out and keep it going. I think Pittsburgh will like jaw them and antagonize them. I think the Jarvis and some of our leaders will step up and keep it from getting and it will use it as fuel. I think this game, the over-under is 40. My bold prediction, but Browns cover it by themselves. I'm seeing another 40-burger. Browns 41, Steelers 21. All right, well, I like that and score prediction. Who's your game MVP? My MVP, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. I think this is going to be a game where he just passes all over that secondary. I think this is the game where it's like classic Baker. I think at least 300 yards, three touchdowns. No turnovers. I think he can do that. You know, I hope you're right. I like everything you said. That'd be awesome if we could go in there and just roll them at their place. I do think there's going to be a decent amount of Browns fans in there. At least I'm hoping so. Uh, for my prediction, though, I'm going to go 24-13 Brownies. And I think it's just we're going to run the ball a lot, and they'll also run the ball a lot with Benny Snell, like I said. And I just think we're going to be too much for them to take care of the ball, limit those uh, penalties. And we'll be all right. I think the MVP, um, I'm probably going to go with JB with Nick Chubb. But since I don't want to have the same as somebody, I will actually go with Jarvis just because he's been so awesome recently. I think he'll catch the one touchdown pass we have. And then Nick will run in two, and then we'll get the field goal from Cybert. 24-13 Brownies. Make sure we all go invade Heinz Field. Be loud. Wear your Miles jerseys. And let's sweep this series for the first time since 88. Sneak into the playoffs. Go Brownies. Three miles.